Welcome to The Itinerary, the official travel podcast presented by Premier Custom Travel. Here are your hosts, Chris Grum and Scott McAllister. You know, after a 16 and a half hour flight, there's nothing better than being able to skip the lines, not have to wait in that customs line. Wait, that's an option? It is an option. It be done in no time whatsoever. That's the beauty of global entry. Uh, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. That and TSA PreCheck, Clear, and all those types of things, and why you want to have at least one of those the next time you go to the airport. So Scott's there, it's Chris, and uh, you know, this edition of the itinerary is all about making life easier at the airport. And we're, we're going to have several episodes where we talk about different things regarding air travel and, and, and little tips and tricks to make the airport a little less insufferable than it is, which in and of itself is, is Boy, nice. And isn't that a timely statement? I know, right? But, you know, today we're going to talk specifically about global entry, TSA pre-check, and all that kind of stuff, because it really is a time saver. And even, yes, the TSA lines are longer than they used to be at the TSA pre-check lanes, but I will still tell you that it is still an easier thing to do, number one. And even if the line's a little bit longer, to not, if it, or even if it's the same as the regular line, not having to take your belt off, not having to take your shoes off, not having to take all of our electronics out for the crap oh, that we Lord, carry. I've been for four days, just <laughs> my electronics. <laughs> I think of the guy in the movie Airplane that please put all your metal objects, and he pulls out his metal arm, his metal leg, and all that. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like when I go through. Uh, uh, through the metal scanners in a place that does not have pre-check. But let's talk about what they are, because I think a lot of people know what they are, but don't maybe know the difference between global entry and TSA right. pre-check. So which one do you want to start with, Scott? Well, let's start with a TSA pre. Okay. Why don't you start with TSA pre-check and explain exactly what it does? Right. So if you do a lot of flying uh, you know, within the United States, TSA pre is a way that you can kind of do a background check and the airlines have a pretty good idea that you're okay to fly and you go through reduced security screening at the airport. And it's typically a shorter line, although like Chris alluded to, we are seeing the TSA pre-check lines get longer, sometimes longer than the non-pre because everyone's figuring it out. It's a great value and it makes life a lot easier. But once you go through the the background check, there's some paperwork involved. Very similar, honestly, Chris, I felt like to uh, it was to uh, get my passport for the first time. A lot of the same documentation. You do have to go have an in-person interview with TSA. There is a fingerprinting and a full-blown background check. Mm -hmm. But that's the rigmarole you go through ahead of time that allows you to go faster through the security line at the airport, not having to take out all your electronics, remove your shoes, remove your belt, and all of this. So I can't remember the pricing. Chris's, $78 for okay. a five-year membership. Okay, so that's still about the same. That's nice. And it's accepted. Actually, I think that's gone down recently. You no, know, I think that's about the same what I paid for. Because you and I both got TSA PreCheck and then realized we needed a global entry. And, and kind of like the passport card versus passport, right. we had to go back and do them both. Uh, in fact, my TSA PreCheck expired last year. My global entry is still good. And, and if you have global entry, you get both. Right. We'll get to that in a minute. But TSA PreCheck is $78 for five years. And again, for, for yeah, just the purposes of years. this being archived down the road, if you're listening to this in 2027, uh, this is 2023 pricing that we're talking about as we record this podcast in late August of 2023. But $78 for a five-year membership, probably in the year or so, it'll go up to 85 or something like that. But still very reasonable for a five-year deal. It's accepted at over 200 airports around the country. And it's uh, something that... Uh, 
it can you can use regardless of whether or not you have a passport. You right. know, you can you can use it even if you just fly domestically. It allows you to basically you get in a special line, you go up to the to the 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 officer, they check your ID, they check your boarding pass, and then you go to a special area where you do not have to take your shoes off, you do not have to remove your belt, you do not have to take your electronics out of the bag, your your backpack or whatever it may be. Right. Now, here's the catch on this. If you abuse the privilege, if they catch you smuggling something through, oh, or if you uh, now if they do that, they revoke you entirely. But let's just say you go through the you, you actually go through the old style magnetometers in most cases. Now, if you do set it off, sometimes they'll give you one more chance. But if you set it off, they then usually send you through the whirly whirly one where you go in and put your hands up like you've just been robbed, and right. the thing spins around you. So you get one chance at the basic, and then after that, they send you through uh, the the regular right. magnetometer. But it's still usually a quicker process, right? And you know, some things are going to set their equipment off. They know that. Sure. Women with underwire bras, his nine out of ten times will set it off. Yeah. And belt buckles. Let's let's be honest. We live in Texas. We have some big belt yes, buckles. Down Especially here. those of you that work at the rodeo. <laughs> uh, you know, so belt buckles could could set it yeah. off. It's not always nefarious, but yes, Chris is right. One or two times through the normal uh thing and then they they send you through the other option. Well, and they often say, you know, empty your pockets, make sure nothing's in it. And I knew I didn't have keys and I knew I didn't have a cell phone or anything like that. I always take my watch off as well. And I, I and most of the time when I fly, I wear sweats or or long like gym pants so that I, I don't have to worry about a belt. Right. And when I went through one time, I actually had something that set off the magnetometer and they, they kind of laughed when they saw it. It was one of those glasses wipes that you use to oh. clean your glasses, mm -hmm. but the foil pouch had a little bit of metal in it and it just set it enough. off. Just enough to set it off. And they mm. and I said, this set it off? I said, you're really checking our pockets, aren't you? He said, no, it's not that we're scanning your pockets for things that are non-metal. He said, that has a tiny bit of metal in it and it, it was enough to pick it up. Because it's also at your pocket level, which they're looking for knives, guns, things like that. Right. So anyway, um, as long as you follow the rules, off you go into the, the 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 that lane, and you're through usually pretty quickly. Right. And even if there is a longer line, it tends to go very quickly. And I was going to say the nice thing that I learned with TSA pre is you are issued a known traveler number. Correct. And that's what you use when making your, or when Chris and I make your flight reservations for you. Uh, we put that known traveler number in, just like you would put in your uh, club number for your favorite airline or something. And then it's kind of attached to your to your profile. And that's how they know to issue the little green check mark Correct. on your boarding Correct. pass. And sometimes it's a check mark, and sometimes it'll literally be printed out TSA pre- Sometimes it, there's various ways right. that you'll see it on the on the on the uh, the boarding pass, but again, it will show up on your boarding pass because of that number that you save. So, for example, if you fly United, you go into your profile under your your United frequent flyer number. You punch that number in every time you book a ticket or we book it for you. It automatically links that up, and you're good to go. You don't have to worry right. about it punching it in every time. Uh, so that's TSA PreCheck. Now the next level up is Global Entry. And it is now. This this is another thing where it's in for a penny, in for a pound. To me, seventy eight dollars and a hundred dollars is not a huge difference. Right. Twenty two dollars for those of you that like me went to Lufkin High School. I had to get a calculator <laughs> out to make sure. But it's a hundred dollars for Global Entry, and Global Entry is also good for five years, and it gets you both Global Entry and TSA PreCheck. Now you do go once again for an interview, and it's a little bit more stringent than the one for TSA PreCheck. 
there are more TSA pre-check offices for the fingerprinting and the brief interview than there are for global entry. Right. Global entry is a much more challenging interview, and getting an appointment, as Scott can attest Ooh, to, boy. can can be very challenging <laughs> as well. But once you have it, you not only have the TSA pre-check, so whenever you're flying domestically, you can basically get in the shorter line or the, the better line, I should say, and not have to worry about your electronics and so forth. But you also get global entry. And what global entry does, it's only for coming back into the United States. And, and I want to tell a TSA pre-check story in a second, which is kind of funny. But that global entry, what it allows you to do is when you come back into the United States by air and then at select seaports as well, you go to a kiosk and it's tied to your passport. When it scans your passport, it prints out a little piece of paper that you then take to a guy at the end of the line there, and you are done with customs. Both times that I've used it recently, it was a two-minute process, and you are done and in the baggage claim area, and you're out of there. And I will tell you that both times that I did it at IAH recently, I did it uh, coming back from Europe this past summer. We were in uh, the Baltic region. It probably took us all of two minutes to go through global entry. And I'm not exaggerating that at all. Then it was about an hour wait for our bags, but that's a whole nother problem. But we went through there in no time. The line on the other side of the wall, which is the main line, was probably 45 minutes to get through because a bunch of flights had landed. When we came back from Dubai uh, a few years ago, same thing. It was a six, as I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, a 16 and a half hour nonstop flight from Dubai. That's almost a full day on a plane. The last thing you want to do is stand in a line for an hour waiting to go through passport control. We were in and out in five minutes, three of which was the lady in front of us between the kiosk right here and five feet to the dude lost the piece of paper. I kid you not. (laughs) And so we're waiting behind her, and she's holding up the line, and even the passport guy's going, really? I mean, it's a five-foot walk, and you lost the piece of paper. How is that even possible? So what they ought to do is print them out like CVS receipts, and nobody would lose them. But that's the benefit of doing both of those programs. Now, something I want to emphasize, global entry is only for entering the United States. It does not work entering Europe. It does not work entering Asia. You know, it's basically for coming back into the United States. And TSA PreCheck only works at U.S. airports because I was in London (laughs) – True story. No. I was in London this summer, and we when you fly to London from the United States, you land, and if you're transitioning to another flight within the continent, um, you land in London, you go through a security screening, and then you get on your other flight. Now, I have no idea why they do that, but you do. So you go through a, a, basically a, another screening area. And it was both times that we did it, because we did it both going towards uh, the Baltic and then coming back, we had to go through the, uh, the screening process. Both times, probably a, a 15 to 20-minute process. So nothing, nothing major. Right. But there was a guy standing behind me who was clearly not having it. And he's just like, you know, this is stupid. They should have TSA here, TSA pre-check. I don't know why it doesn't work here. And I just kind of looked at him and I said, because you're in England. TSA is a United States government organization, Transportation Security Administration. They're part of Homeland Security. 
It's the United States. This is England. And you just, it blows my mind that people don't realize that. But anyway, it doesn't work in Europe. Okay. <laughs> so I want to be very, very clear on that. But you, you get all sorts of Breaking that, uh, news. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other programs that we're not going to go into right now. But for example, you'll see Clear at the airport. Yes. And they are under some scrutiny right now uh, because of some people that got through on their program. It's a, a little bit different way of dealing with the the skipping the secure area or, or at least pre-approving you is I guess what it comes down to. Yeah, it's almost like a third-party non-government uh, right organization, an NGO uh, on that, but it's similar to the TSA pre TSA pre. Yeah. yeah, it's very similar, but it's not a government organization doing it. And so whether you use Clear or TSA PreCheck, it can save you time at the airport. But we're going to talk about the ones that are the official ones, which is TSA Pre and Global Entry. Yeah. I would highly recommend that if you're going to get one of them, get the Global Entry because, again, $22 more. They're both good for five years. They both get you into the TSA lane. And then, you, again, like the passport we, we talked about in our passport episode, you never know when you're going to need it. And you might as well have that Global Entry just in case you do need it. Like what happened with me. I had TSA pre-check, and then I went, oh, gosh, I need global entry, so I had to go pay another $100. I couldn't just upgrade. But, uh, Scott, you've got an interesting story about um, global entry. One of your customers had some issues with it. And this is a this is an interesting tale because you may run into this problem and not realize it. Right. So, as we've mentioned, your global entry is tied to your passport. And when you renew your passport, which we talk about in another podcast, but once you go through that renewal process, you log into your global entry profile and update your passport information. Well, this this customer was doing it and it wouldn't allow them to do it. And they were getting frustrated. I, I get it. And everything will come to find out. They discovered that a driver's license had expired for the person who's TSA, a global entry they were trying to update, and it was expired, but not so far that they could not renew it online, it sounds like. So they renewed it online, and then they were like, I want, no, it can't be that easy. Went back into their global entry profile, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it allowed <laughs> them to update the passport information. So global entry knows your identification because you have to put your driver's sure. license with your expiration date. Right. And everything. But that was the glitch in the system. Isn't that interesting? But it didn't tell them what the glitch was. It says, at this time, we are not able to update your profile. Please go to your local. And I could imagine how upset they would have been, though, had they taken time out of the workday yeah. to go to to one of the uh, the offices to meet with somebody from uh, Customs and Border Patrol, because that's who kind of governs yep. that program, only to find out that it, all of this because of an expired driver's license. Is it important? Absolutely. Sure. But it, it, was, it was interesting when they were sharing this with me that that was the glitch that was not allowing them to update the profile. But as soon as they got the driver's license renewed, everything was, was fine and it let them go on and now everybody laughs about it. Well, and we may have said that person from getting a ticket if they got pulled over and had an expired driver's license. You never know. Well, well that's the thing. If you don't know it's expired, you're not going to get pulled over. Within 32 <laughs> seconds of finding out that dumb thing is expired, yeah. you're getting pulled over. Yeah. Well, and as a non-patrol live fan, I'm always amazed at the number of people that don't have driver's licenses or they've been expired for 20 years and they're still driving, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, you know, it does bring up something, and this is something we probably should have addressed in the passport episode that we did a while back, and that is, you know, 
when people go without a passport and they're, for example, going on a cruise, we will say to them, well, make sure you have your original copy of your birth certificate and a valid photo ID. And I emphasize that word valid and I underline it because there are people out there that let their driver's licenses lapse, whether it's intentionally or otherwise. Right. And they can't go on the cruise because they're going to tell them that that's not good. And so that's why we emphasize it. You know, it needs to be valid, folks. Right. And we know somebody, or you want to tell a story, we know somebody that, that that had a driver's license that was lapsed, and they knew it, and they still tried to get on an airplane, and they said, nope, you can't do that. You got to have a valid driver's license. And then they tried their Sam's Club card, and the airline said, nope, can't do that either. It has to be a government-issued photo <laughs> Correct. ID. And by government-issued uh, driver's license, uh, if you're using, it could be a photo ID as long as it's valid. Right. If if your state issues photo IDs, some I used states to have a don't. I used to have a Texas one. Absolutely. I, I don't too. remember why I got it, but I, I got it for some reason. And I had a driver's license and it was valid, but I got a state ID and I do not remember why, but I got one. And then also it could be a military ID. Yes. That would count. Uh, but as long as it's a government-issued photo ID, I, I believe— and it's valid. And it's valid. <laughs> and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a green card is also a government-issued photo. So so any of those and would for work. For instance, I, I am a citizen of the Cherokee Nation. Oh, there's, a, there's the another— The Cherokee Nation-issued photo IDs are accepted by the TSA as a government-issued photo ID. So there I, you go. I've traveled with that and, before. And that's exactly—and and we would also say that while all of those are valid forms of ID— you probably also want to check with your carrier, whether it be an airline, a cruise right. line, or whoever it may be, because some of them may have specific requirements. And I'll give you an example. Globe, uh, Virgin Voyages used to require that you have a passport on all voyages. Now, they've dropped that since then, right. but they used to require that. And so that's one of those things where it could be a one-off and you can't do that. And then, of course, with ID, we're talking IDs, and this will be a whole other episode sometime, but you know, there's also going to be at some point these uh, – these enhanced driver's licenses are going to go nationwide eventually. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> and then that's going to throw a whole other monkey wrench into everything when that happens. Yeah. But that's a, that's another episode for another time. Yes, enhanced versus real. <laughs> but we hope you found uh, the information on the TSA PreCheck and Global Entry uh, interesting information. On our website, under our resources for travelers, we do have links to all of this information. So if you want to apply for TSA PreCheck or for Global Entry, and, and again, I would tell you to just go ahead and get the Global Entry. If you have your passport, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, go, go for ahead. the Global Entry. Go ahead and get the Global Entry because either way, it's five years, and, and I think that it will certainly help yeah. you out. And there's more benefits to having yeah, When we first uh, looked into the program, Chris, you remember it was like $85 annually. Right. It, I remember Because that. I remember we were like, yeah, we just aren't traveling enough for that. And I happened to look at it one day, and it was like $85 for five years. So I sent you a text. I was like, check and my, check my work. Make sure I'm reading this correctly because <laughs> yeah. it's almost too good to be true. And he looked yeah. at it. I think the next day we were both and started the process. You know, $85 for five years, that makes sense. It does. It yeah. does. And, it, you know, it's not only helpful for us, the travelers, but it's helpful for the people at the airport as well. And, and that's something maybe people don't consider is that by having people that are pre-approved, which is essentially what it is, they get you to go through that faster line, but it also cuts down the line over here on the other side. Right. And it makes things easier. It picks up the flow, makes the planes leave quicker, makes the cruise ships leave quicker. It's a, it's a win-win for everybody. And so I would certainly recommend you get your TSA pre-check or your global entry and have it with you for your next trip. It will be a lifesaver. Yeah. And again, you can find all the details on our website at premiercustomtravel.com. 
Thanks for listening to The Itinerary, the official travel podcast presented by Premier Custom Travel. You can view the schedule of upcoming podcasts or listen to previous episodes on demand by visiting our website at premiercustomtravel.com slash the itinerary. Join us next time for another edition of The Itinerary.